what? You have a podcast? Computer. Show the historical documents. Really? Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger to American democracy. Fighting fascism is a full-time job! Amazing It is not enough to cater to the nation's whims. You must also serve the nation's needs. But it wasn't Joe Biden about his son's laptop. It was Donald Trump because he didn't like what Chrissy Teigen had to say about him. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Do you ever think it's appropriate for the president of the United States to direct or otherwise influence a social media company to take down its content? I think it's a very slippery slope. Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, Mr. Baker, any evidence that Joe Biden's ever done that? Certainly none that I'm aware of, no. I don't recall anything like that. I don't know the answer to that question, sir. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery from Politics podcast. I am your host, Kyle Frame, and today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Yesterday was interesting. Yesterday was very interesting. The Republicans held the first opening salvo on their Twitter investigation into Hunter's Hunter Biden's laptop and all the shenanigans that entails. They also took the opportunity to try and attack Twitter for, you know, all kinds of right-wing conspiracies and, and uh, censorship. Uh, in particular, Nancy Mace made my head explode. I was trying to listen to her. And, and remember, Nancy Mace is someone who's being touted as the moderate, normal Republican, uh, actually got on there and said that she received long COVID from her vaccine and that doctors can't fix what's wrong with her. Um, that is completely debunked BS. But what I'd like to point out is that the Republicans are not really engaging in what the what a hearing should be. So the, the whole purpose of having a hearing, there are only really two reasons you should have a hearing. And, and again, this is in the, the sphere of a perfect world where things work the way they're supposed to. And if everything's working the way it's supposed to, the entire purpose of a hearing is one, fact-finding. So you don't know what happened. Say, for example, January 6th. January 6th was a fact-finding mission. They wanted to conduct investigations, uh, file subpoenas, get people on the record so that they can present to the public a written record of whatever their hearing is. In this case, it was January 6th. Um, so that, that was, that was the sole point of that. And that would be the sole purpose of a hearing. Another reason to have a hearing is you identify there is a problem. You do need information. So you invite experts and witnesses on board, but the purpose of the hearing and the purpose of the committee for that hearing is to draft legislation to correct whatever the problem is. This is not that. And you can tell that it's not that based on what happened yesterday. So the Republicans were not interested in fact-finding or legislating, and you could tell the way they were asking questions and everything. And basically what they were doing yesterday was creating content for the right-wing ecosphere. Uh, they were not interested in the answers. In fact, the answers don't even matter. Uh, they were interested in touting themselves. For example, most of the time what will happen is the chair of this, this was uh, Representative Comer, 
he will go ahead and allot a member a given amount of time, say five minutes. The majority of the time uh, is spent by that member. And, and remember, this is also counting the, the answers that the witnesses are there to give. So when you get five minutes, you have five minutes to question and answer that's the entire back and forth you don't your time doesn't stop when they start speaking so you only get five minutes and nancy mace and jim jordan and a bunch of others basically got up and they would use most of their five minutes to pontificate and make statements long statements conspiracies and then at the end the very end ask a yes or no question and then as soon as that was done, they would yield back their time and that would be it. They weren't interested in creating a narrative other than here's me speaking for five minutes straight about conspiracies and everything with no evidence presented by the witness. And this was strictly for the right wing ecosphere. If you go ahead and you watch Fox News or OAN or any of those right wing channels, they're never going to quote the witnesses. They're only going to quote the Congress people. And in this case, they're going to quote Comer and Jim Jordan and Nancy Mace, who are like, well, actually, Twitter did this, this, and this. But they will never quote the witnesses because the witnesses didn't say anything. The witnesses did not confirm any of their stories. So that's how you can tell that this wasn't done uh, in good faith. Uh, long statements followed by yes or no questions is strictly there to, hey, look at me. I'm creating... A, a, a sound bite that can be repeated and I can I can sell on this now I wish I could say that the other side was not doing this but the Democrats were just as bad the Democrats were also trying to create content for the left-wing ecosphere um, they basically did the same thing they just did it a little better because they weren't trying to peddle a conspiracy theory and in their case the witnesses were giving evidence uh, for example the opening quote we had was basically you know, uh, they would ask questions about, well, has Trump ever called Twitter and asked for a tweet to be taken down? And they would be like, yes. So the White House would call you and say, take this tweet down. And they'd be like, yes. And did the FBI ever contact you about Trump and whatever? And they'd be like, yes. And they're like, okay, great. Did Joe Biden ever do this? No, 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 no. So they are going to play the witnesses in that case, but still it was very leading. They weren't actually doing anything. And I was, I was kind of angry at this because what you want in a hearing is more of a, a courtroom etiquette. Okay. So January 6th was very good about this. Yes, there were opening statements, but when the questions happened, especially when they were the, uh, the under oath types of questions, you don't want to lead the witness. It's a lot like in a case. A lawyer can't sit there and tell a story and then ask you a yes or no question. They can't go off on a tangent and then be like, oh, is everything I said accurate? Like, that's not how courtrooms work. The, the judge would absolutely attack the lawyer for trying to do this. It's called leading the witness. There are a lot of other legal terms for it. It's, it's not good. What you want to do is ask an open-ended question and then the witness creates the narrative. So the lawyer could ask, "What? tell me about your day on January 6th. And then the witness will go ahead and, and start doing things. Now, the lawyer could jump in and be like, hey, 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 wait a second. Um, could you go back to this part and reemphasize for us, please? 
uh, or okay, could could we skip past this part or whatever? But he's not leading. The lawyer doesn't lead. He lets the witness tell the story, and that's how it's supposed to happen. Because the jury, in this case, in these kinds of hearings, would be us, the the viewer. We want to hear what the witnesses have to say. We're not interested in the lawyer. If you are paying attention to the lawyer, you are doing a crap job as a witness, and that's how you want to do things when it comes to the United States government. In a hearing, you basically want the members of the House or Senate to sit there and speak as little as possible, and you want everything to come from the witnesses. Now, they can jump in and ask for them to stop stalling, for example. That is a, a very good tactic because, for example, if you're a witness and you know they've only got five minutes... You can go ahead and tell the longest version of your story to avoid having to tell them because at five minutes, you're going to be shut up just right along with them. So they, you know, the lawyer, the, the lawyers, or in this case, our Congress people do have the opportunity to go in and say, okay, stop, wait, you know, answer my question. Could you direct, could, could you directly answer this? You know, there, that is allowed and that should be allowed. You, you want that to create clarity in the narrative. Um, but what was happening yesterday was absolutely not that. It was entirely gotcha questions. Like Republicans wanted to ask the yes or no questions, hoping that the Twitter lawyers would uh, hang themselves, which they didn't. They were all lawyers. This is this is Twitter's former legal team. Like their lawyers, chances are the Congress people are lawyers. They know how this works. And unfortunately, because they know how this works, you can tell that's how you, you know they're being disingenuous. Every lawyer knows how to ask questions the right way to get their point across. This was not what was happening yesterday. This was particularly and solely theater, pure theater. It was not anything else. Um, and that, that really bugs me because the Democrats had a, a fantastic opportunity in front of them. Um, I mean, you, you have Twitter's legal team from one of the most contentious periods in American history, right? From like 2016 to before Musk bought it just a couple months ago. So you have the lawyers who were there making decisions about what to do with Hillary Clinton, what to do with Trump and the Russian investigation and, and what to do with Hunter Biden's laptop and, and all those, all the, like every other story, Antifa, right-wing supremacy, all of that. You have it all at your fingertips and the Democrats really wasted this opportunity. Um, I think they should have actually gone ahead and done their job. Um, you know, you, you, you've got prime witnesses i mean people that can really answer this and if they had actually done their job uh it, it would have been more eye-opening they could have actually done what they were doing i understand the desire and need to be pointing out the hypocrisy of the other side however like democrats don't need that i mean think about it for this way why would the democrats have to point out the hypocrisy of the republicans they're not pointing it to their base. Like Democratic base knows that the Republicans are hypocrites. So like there's no reason to do that. 
Uh, putting it into the public record that Donald Trump has a thin skin and can't stand it when celebrities attack him. Like, again, that's already public record. You're not telling me anything new. Nothing yesterday was enlightening or new information. And I think that is a failure on the Democratic Party. They should have instead, this is one of those times where I actually agree with them. This is where you show your ability to govern. This is how you show everyone that you are the adult in the room. Don't point out what we already know. We already know this hearing is a farce. We already know that Republicans are hypocrites. Just like, again, you have this prime opportunity. For example, I would have asked, how does Twitter make money? And the lawyers would have obviously said, Twitter makes money by generating content that viewers have to see. The more you click, the more you write, the more you say, I like this, I don't like that. The more data they collect on you, they then sell your data to a third party. Because again, Twitter's free. All social media is free. If it's free, you are the product. It's the same as television, only it's interactive, right? Television is very passive. You just sit there and you watch the commercials and really they're going off of a rating system. And because of that, they can sell advertisements to you and everything else, right? The Super Bowl is a prime example of this. Super Bowl gets incredible ratings. They generate a immense amount of income from it. You are going to see ads that you've never seen before, right? It's very important to get your ad out on the Super Bowl. Twitter, Facebook, all of these places make their money off of advertising, yes, but they also do it by selling your data. If you click on anything, it creates an algorithm on you. You are copied and then sold or sold, excuse me, to a third party. This data can be used by anybody. In fact, it's used by both political parties. They sell your data to political parties. This is how they know who to target with their MAGA white supremacist message and who to target with Antifa leftist socialism message. It's very simple. This is how it works. This is how Brexit happened. They took private data from people on social media and they found that like angry group of the populace that never votes and then they threw them all these targeted advertisements. And that's why all of Brexit's polls before it happened were wrong. And that's also what happened in the 2016 election. All the polls said Hillary Clinton's gonna win by three points in a landslide, right? That didn't happen. Why? Because pollsters don't call people who don't vote. If you never vote, a pollster's not gonna call you. Your vote doesn't matter, right? So why would they waste their time with you? They only go and poll people who are likely voters. You'll, you'll, you're likely to have heard that term before. That's how these algorithms work. They target a specific audience and they hit you, okay? So how does Twitter make money? Selling user data. Okay, so then the next question is, oh, so the more you use Twitter, the more data is collected. The lawyer would obviously say yes. All right, great, next question. Can someone become addicted to Twitter or just social media in general? Obviously, the question would be answered with yes. Someone can be addicted to Twitter. Great. Um, are social media addicts good for Twitter's profitability? Now, this one might not get a yes, no. This will probably get a shaky lawyer question, but you'll see where I'm headed with this. Basically, if you can become addicted to social media 
and that means you're clicking more, you're liking more, you're on their screen more, and that's good for their profitability. It's got to be good for their profitability. You're looking at it. So the answer eventually would be yes, and we could get there, and then be like, okay, good. So social media addicts are good for Twitter's product profitability. Next question. Do your algorithms, does management encourage addiction? That would be a great question. I would have loved the Democrats to ask the lawyers there when they had them. Are you aware of any member of management pushing addiction? Because that is a huge, huge problem we're having right now in the country. A lot of people don't even know it. And of course they're not because social media certainly is not going to project that. The algorithm's never going to take you to a, if you have a problem with social media, this is a phone number you can call. That's never going to happen. So then the next questions you have to ask in a responsible government, what responsibility to social media addicts does Twitter bear? And you can just ask the lawyers that. Get the question going. And then of course also ask, is this moral? Is it ethical to be selling a private citizen's data without their knowledge or consent? And you can say, oh, there is consent because everybody scrolls to the bottom and says, I agree to the terms and services. Nobody reads that. Nobody does. Everyone scrolls to the bottom, clicks the box, and signs up to the site. Okay? So... That is what I wish the Democrats would have done yesterday. Actually delve into this, possibly create, you know, take this circus of a committee that's been created and actually try to generate some real legislation from it that is meaningful because there are social media addicts out there and their sole purpose in life is to generate income for stock people on Wall Street. And that is immoral and wrong. And that needs to be addressed. But the Democrats wasted their entire day yesterday pointing out Republican hypocrisy. Again, something we already knew about. They didn't try to expand. They didn't try to deepen the conversation. This was a lost opportunity by the Democratic Party. They had an opportunity, really, to go headfirst into a major problem. Because if you're addicted to social media or even not addicted to social media but social media has this ability to hijack your brain you become conditioned to looking and checking your phone every couple minutes every couple seconds even that chime when you get a new email that buzz when you get a new text like we all know those things bother us and so a lot of people when they're at work turn their phones off or put them on silence so they can actually do their work and then they turn it back on when they're on break. So we know that this is a problem. And we also know that there are impressionable youths right now getting their first smartphone today. And they're going to go ahead and they're going to go straight to websites like Twitter, like Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all of them. They're going to go to those. And the websites are all designed to keep you on them for as long as possible. They are never going to say, for example, if you're on Facebook with your real life friends and family, there is not a feature on there to say, hey, did you know your friend is only like a block away? Would you like to send them a message to meet up with them? 
That's not an option, even though everybody's smartphone has location trackers, and Facebook could easily create that uh, that profit or uh, that program. They could create a program to let you know when friends and family are in your area. And would you like to send them a message to let them know so you could meet up? The reason that's not on there is because if you put your phone down to talk to a real person, they stop making money. So it's extremely important that they point this out, that we point this out. This is one of those problems that the United States has right now. Nobody's talking to each other. Nobody's communicating anymore. Everything's through the screen. Real life human interaction is what stops things like January 6th from happening. Because unfortunately, through the screen, you start looking at your enemies or people who just disagree with you as the other. And the, as soon as you dehumanize someone and you start referring to them as the other, is the second it becomes a lot easier to not care when bad things happen to them. Or even worse, for you to derive pleasure from seeing bad things happening to them. And I do believe social media has a responsibility to bear at this. And I'm very, very disappointed in the Democratic Party for not trying to focus in on this. Again, they had the legal team from Twitter during one of the most contentious periods in United States history, and they didn't ask any of these questions. That's my show. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. I would just like to remind everybody that this show is not monetized. I don't have commercials. I don't ask for any commercials. Uh, if Facebook's got one of those buttons that says, you can reach 500 more people if you pay us $10, I always click no. Uh, there's absolutely no money going into this. This is free software. I use Audacity, a few other things. Um, and it's a one-man show. It's just me. So the way to support the show and make sure that it gets out there is strictly through you guys. Like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, write an email, uh, like us on Twitter and all those things. So thank you very much for listening. Have a good day. To feed a person on an all-plant-based vegan diet for a year requires just one-sixth of an acre of land. To feed that same person on a vegetarian diet that includes eggs and dairy requires three times as much land. To feed an average U.S. citizen's high-consumption diet of meat, dairy, and eggs requires 18 times as much land. This is because you can produce 37,000 pounds of vegetables on one and a half acres, but only 375 pounds of meat on that same plot of land.